This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Since we Torontonians associate construction projects with warmer weather, today turns out to be a perfect day for the city to announce this year's construction plans. Public Works Chair Jay Robinson was at the corner of Mill and Cherry Streets outside the Distillery District this morning to announce the extensive construction work planned for 2017. And now she joins us on the line. Councillor Robinson, thanks for joining us. Hi, Jane. Now, does extensive mean disruptive? Yes, very. Uh, that's the truth. There's no, uh, no need to sugarcoat it. We are behind in our infrastructure upgrades. Um, not enough attention has been focused on that uh, in, until recent years. And now we are actually spending $700 million on road, sewer, and water main work. And we have to get this work done because it's really about the backbone of the city, the prosperity of the city. And so we've actually scheduled 58 projects on major roads this year, 24 really big ones. Um, and 20 of those projects are downtown, 38 are in the outer parts of the city. So actually, it's a bit better this year in the sense that last year a lot of it was downtown. This year it's actually spread across the city. The Pan Am Games in 2015 actually caused a lot of the downtown projects to be deferred. So 2016 was a tough year for construction. This year should prove to be a little bit better, but still uh, very challenging. You mentioned $700 million this year. How does that compare? compared to previous years. Well, uh, Council approved just uh, a few years ago, we approved a 10-year plan to spend an additional $30 million per year to overhaul major roads across the city. So now we're actually uh, seeing significant results. We've had more than 100 kilometres of our road network resurfaced and reconstructed. On an annual basis, we're doing that. So it's another $30 million, and uh, we're seeing, we're seeing the, uh, the cause and effect. Uh, it's actually proving to be um, quite successful in getting work done. We're also uh, allocating $310 million to expressways, roads, and bridges, because a lot of our bridges are, are, are in very uh, bad shape. So it's, uh, it's, it's important work. It's about the safety of the city, but also the livability of the city. Well, and those are good points to make, the, the livability of the city and, of course, the ease with which we need to get around the city to our jobs and, and to the various appointments and adhere to the lifestyle that we want to adhere to. And that's when we want you. That's why we want you to weigh in as well as to whether you think you're seeing a positive difference in terms of the construction. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. This morning, Councillor Robinson, you uh, made a point of emphasizing how far back the city's water mains and pipes date, some to the 1800s. That feels a little scary, a little old. Well, I felt I had to say that because I don't think people realize. So this year we're tackling Dundas and Wellington, and they're both well over 100 years old. That's not great, right? And and so this is why we're now prioritizing this work and getting it done. And River Street is the one I, I referenced. Uh, I called them vintage pipes. 
uh, and staff say that they're late 1800s. So it's it's gone on way too long. Um, we want to make sure we have clean drinking water. There's nothing to be afraid of. Our, our drinking water is tasted, uh, tastes terrific, and it's tested uh, regularly. But we need to get this work done so that we, we make sure we can also accommodate future growth in the city. Uh, the pipes back then were not much more narrow, and we need uh, bigger pipes now. Even for storms and for flood management, we need bigger pipes. So uh, this is infrastructure that, um, as I said earlier, we need to invest in because it's about the future of our of our city. Well, you mentioned Wellington and Dundas and specifically River Street. Uh, how many more roads and streets in the city of Toronto need to undergo what's being done on Wellington and Dundas this year? Well, and those, I'm, I'm glad you picked those two because those are big ones. Those are probably going to be uh, very disruptive compared to some of the other work because Dundas, right, it's right in the heart of the city, and that's TTC track replacement work and water main, or water main work, and we're bundling those to try to be more effective, get the work done quicker, and not have to dig more than once. And that is really what frustrates and irritates, I'm sure, your callers. People hate to see a road dug up twice. It's costly. It's frustrating. It's, it's not time effective. So uh, I always say our new motto at City Hall is dig once. And that's what we're trying to do by working with all the utilities, Enbridge, Bell, Rogers, uh, the TTC, all the, all the people who are digging up streets in our city. We're working closely with them now, which has never happened before. And um, so to answer your question, many more streets need that word work tackled. But Dundas and Wellington are going to be the two of the most uh, uh, biggest undertakings this year um, and, and, and disruptive. What do you think about what you're hearing so far from Councillor Jay Robinson, the chair of the city's works committee? Do, does the city have it right in the way that this year's uh, infrastructure and road projects are being tackled? 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Um, we want to talk about uh, what you're saying there in terms of what Mayor Tory is also reflecting in his comments that he wants staff to speed up construction projects across the city and take other steps aimed at minimizing congestion and disruption. Uh, certainly we saw that uh, with the narrowed lanes on the Gardner Expressway reopening much sooner than what the original date was. Is that is that mentality of extending work hours, is that going to continue with these other various projects? So when I um, became the chair of public works and transportation in 2015, one of the first things we did is we ran these pilots to try to extend construction hours. And you've cited probably the best example um, of, of our big expressway and where we really shortened. Now, we did spend a bit more money, but we shortened the construction schedule dramatically. And so now we actually are this year in 2017 are going to be doing 32 of those projects where we extend hours. We do 24-7 and some cases around the clock construction, in other cases overnight construction, and then, then in some cases, you know, 12 hour days turn into possibly 17 hour days where we're extending into the morning and evening. This has proven to be very effective and efficient. And uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, putting up a, with a bit of pain up front, but uh, it shortens that pain. And so um, we have uh, multiple examples where we, you know, this year we'll be using Dun on Dundas, Wellington, Lakeshore Boulevard. We're going to be using extended hours and getting the work 
done faster. Um, so it's less disrupt- disruptive to the overall city as well as the immediate neighborhoods. Well, and you know what? As, as a city resident, and I'm sure others in our listening audience can concur, when you see workers working hard around the clock to try to speed up projects, you, you don't really mind the inconvenience as much as if you drive by and you see a lot of people standing around or you see no one working on the project. So, I mean, I think people are understanding to a point. I think so, too. I think the culture is shifting. People are coming around. Uh, They realize it's short-term pain for long-term gain. And uh, that certainly happened in my, uh, the neighborhood I represent up in North Toronto uh, on Bayview Avenue. Uh, People were very frustrated while it was happening. But in this case, we were able to shrink it down to just a couple weeks versus it would have gone on for more than well over a month. Um, And in the end, we were getting these really positive emails, people saying, thank you so much. It's so nice that the roads reopened. It's in immaculate condition. And it was a short, it was just a short bit of time where we had to, you know, be frustrated and suffer through it. So, so uh, I think we're getting, we're getting good feedback on this initiative. Councillor Robinson, I know you have to go at 1215. Uh, We need to talk about what's happening on the Gardner Expressway a week from today. We got a couple of months warning that there would no longer be an exit to York Bay and Young because that ramp is being dismantled and will be replaced by a shorter ramp. In terms of alternative routes, what can you recommend to people who are going to downtown Toronto every day from the Eastbound Gardener? Well, I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up, but you uh, <laughs> did, you did a good job listening. So, um, as you know, uh, this ramp is huge. It feeds into York Bay and Young uh, off the Gardner. It, it really will affect um, Jane eastbound traffic the most. And there's up to 10,000 uh, vehicles using that per day. So this is v- probably the, big, the biggest undertaking uh, this year, without a doubt. It is the biggest undertaking. What do people do? Well, um, the, the best thing to do is to, uh, I would say, make your exit point jump. Jarvis, uh, but also there's the Jameson ramp, Spadina ramp as well, which they're going to open up a gate to access Lakeshore, so that will be another kind of release valve. Uh, we're also going to be where we can, we're going to be doing signal retimings. But the truth is, Jane, it, it's going to be, uh, it, it's the kind of the big daddy of, of all the construction we're doing this year. It is going to be disruptive, and there's really no way to create uh, or ease the, the pain mm-hmm. of that because 10,000 vehicles per day, yes. uh, 1,000 per peak hours, uh, this, is, this is going to have an impact on our city. And, and in 30 seconds, I promise my morning show, Happy Gang. And colleagues, I would ask you about the Toronto sign at Nathan Phillips Square. Is it going to come down to be fixed up or is it going to stay there? And I know parts of it are kind of missing. It's becoming a bit disheveled. It is, uh, but it's been become iconic. I mean, really, we're now becoming uh, known for this uh, as, as equal to the CN Tower. So it's been wonderful. People love, we see them, I'm, I'm at City Hall right now, seeing people out there taking their photos with it. Uh, so we want to make sure we maintain and repair it, and we're going to do our best to do it on site. Uh, but it's become just a, a great destination for tourists and residents alike uh, to visit and uh, get a photo with. So we want to do our best to get it up to speed as soon as possible. Sounds good. They'll be happy to hear that. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time. We'll talk to you again. 
Thanks, Jane. That was Public Works Chair Jay Robinson, city councillor as well, after announcing this morning in the distillery district about the extensive construction work planned for 2017. Do you like what you're hearing? Do you feel like they're organized at City Hall and they are approaching the things that need to be fixed in a way that makes sense to you as a driver in the city, as a taxpayer in the city, as a resident of this city? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And how is the biggest change of all going to affect you? The fact that that ramp is no longer going to be part of your drive downtown, the eastbound Gardner ramp to York Bay and Young, that until January, eight months from now, you you won't have access from the eastbound Gardner to York Bay and Young because that's where a more, uh, a smaller, a shorter ramp, a more efficient ramp is going to be put in place. They're going to take down what's been called the Hot Wheels ramp there because it goes around in a circle like uh, Hot Wheels that we all played with as kids. So so it's going to be it's going to be a more streamlined ramp with a better flow. So is this short-term pain and in 8 months we all know that's a fair bit of time, but it is short in terms of the long-term vision of the city. Is it worth it? Have you received enough notice? Have you made alternative plans? 416-360-0740-1-866-740-4740. And if we don't uh, get some traction on this topic and instead you've just enjoyed listening to Councillor Robinson, uh, the chair of the Works Committee, tell you what you can expect for this year and you're just taking it in stride. We will move along because we do want to get to our terror and security expert, Ross McLean, to talk about, most notably, uh, the terror attacks yesterday in northern Egypt on those two Christian churches. That was um, tragic, to say the very least. Uh, Forty-four people killed, 126 injured, two churches, Palm Sunday, Coptic Christian services, uh, no matter what the faith was, places of worship are now targeted by terrorists. Uh, and in fact, as if you've been listening to the news, reading the newspaper, you know that ISIS has claimed responsibility for these attacks. What's next? Do we need to be worried? This is Holy Week. Uh, and uh, it's also Passover. Uh, but just another moment or so here, if you're interested in calling in on the construction changes, 416-360-0740-1-866-740-4740. Are you uh, dreading construction season, or is it just part of what we have to live with here in Toronto? We all got a little bit of a break uh, in 2015 with the Pan Am Games. But uh, they have to play catch up, as Councillor Robinson was saying, $700 million the city will invest to maintain and upgrade its infrastructure for this year. So that is what we will be dealing with uh, this summer. And uh, in terms of not having that access on the Gardner Expressway eastbound to York Bay and Young, that's something we're going to be dealing with until January of 2018. I'll put out the calls, the numbers one more time here, 416-360-0740, Fred in Toronto, what do you have to say about this? I'm just wondering about this ramp at uh, York Street. Why don't they go ahead and build the new ramp before they tear the old one down? 
That would seem to make more sense, wouldn't it? Well, I think that's a question for the engineers. Uh, I'm sure they have to get the old one out of the way before they can build this more streamlined ramp. I hear what you're saying. That would make better sense. But but the new ramp is going to be at Simcoe Street, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's something, it's an inconvenience we all have to put up with. And uh, knowing Mayor Tory, and this is certainly not a partisan comment, but I, I, I would imagine just based on everything he said since he was elected, he wants to minimize disruption as much as possible. Yeah. Being a businessman himself, he well, understands that. I wonder how they're going about it, you know? Right. No, I hear you, Fred. Thanks for your comment. And is that a route that you take every day? No, it isn't. No. No. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, I'm on the Gardener a lot, um, passing by that. And actually, you know, a lot of times if I'm going downtown, I will go beyond York Bay Young and get off at Jarvis and then kind of work my way back west a little bit. And I find that fairly quick because there's not a lot of activity uh, going from the Gardener to Jarvis. Now, obviously, that's going to change a lot as of a week from today when that exit is closed down. Let's go to Jennifer in Etobicoke. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, hi. I was just calling because it seems sort of ludicrous that they're doing this. And and your previous caller said, why don't they do the the first the old, the new ramp before they tear the old one down? But um, I'm just waiting. I mean, if there's ever a baseball game and a hockey game at the same time, they'll be backed up to Hamilton. Um, and I don't see uh, in the morning now. Spadina is already backed up. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they change it down below and open another lane so that you can get off and go on the lakeshore. Mm-hmm. Lakeshore is backed up every morning because people go up there and up the ramp to the Don Valley. So it just, just doesn't make any sense. They also, the other thing that they didn't, I don't think you mentioned this morning, was that they were going to have a curfew that would be from 7 in the morning until 7 at night. That's right. Um, uh, no, 7 at night until 7 in the morning. So overnight, so it doesn't the, disrupt oh. the people who live on the waterfront. Yes. Okay. But so okay. So it won't be. They won't be doing it at night. They, they did last year on the on the uh, gardener. Right. This particular one, they will not be working overnight because of all the people who live in condominiums there. Right. That's true. Except right. if you look at the F, if you look at those ramps, there's a parking lot right next to where they, it comes down. There mm-hmm. isn't an immediate condo development right next to it. It's there on the waterfront. Anyway, I just wanted. I just think it's. It's silly. It's almost laughable because I think they should put a sign up at the border saying, you know, Toronto's closed until January 18th. Yeah, you know what? And I know that you mean that as a joke, but it's 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 not really funny. No, it's just like when everybody was leaving Montreal and they kept saying, you know, the last one out, turn out the lights. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Thanks for your call, Jennifer. Well, maybe maybe it'll be an opportunity for the people at Go Transit to promote the train service into Union Station for those days in particular where we have events at Rogers Centre and where we have events at the Air Canada Centre. That's all the time we have for this topic, uh, construction season. Yes, it is officially underway on this very warm April 10th. At least we got notice of it today on April 10th. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.